Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Pastor Angela, do you have anything? So a new confidence is coming into your life. A new confidence in your heart. Because there's a new assurance that you can always come boldly to the throne of God. You can come with that, with that confidence knowing that your Father loves you. That your Father cares about you. That He sees your needs. That He sees your heart's desires. And with confidence you can walk forward into a new place. Many of you are leaving a season of the life that you have just overcome and you're going to be walking into a brand new season a new season with new things with new things come new challenges but with the confidence that accompanies that new season you have the assurance that all will be well that you will be able to accomplish what he puts in your heart to go forward and do so new seasons are coming new seasons are here old seasons have gone they have passed away and new seasons Filled with confidence, filled with boldness, confidently assured of your father's care and your father's work in you, that you will be able to accomplish all that is waiting for you in this new season. Amen. Well, just you take it, you receive it. That's good. Confidence. This new season. Thank you. I really appreciate it. The anointing that flows through you, brother. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> just go, wow, it's so nice to be in the presence of the Lord and just be with people who are willing to wait, not be in a rush. Amen. It's so good. Because the Holy Spirit can do more in one minute <laughs> than the best well thought out, planned Regina message. Because I know I've got, you know, nothing to say unless he gives it to me, right? And so we just want to say what he's saying. I mean, I could say a lot of stuff, but if it's not what he's saying. So uh, I do believe he's saying some things today. And so there are a few things he has put on my heart. And we're going to start there and then see uh, where... He takes us over the next little bit of time here. But I'd like for you, if you would, turn with me in your Bibles to Psalms, the first chapter. This is a psalm for life, for living. It's one of the first psalms that I memorized as a young girl. Um, Psalm 23 was the first, and then this is the, one of the other ones I remember learning very young. Memorizing and quoting back. And as an adult, it's become even more special to me because I, I see the pattern for life that is listed here in this chapter. I mean, if you really, uh, if all you had was a cutout of Psalm 1 and you didn't have the rest of the Bible, I think you could do a lot with that right there, right? Uh, But we're thankful for all of the word. But let's look at this today. I'm going to read from the King James. It says this, Blessed is the man 
who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Verse 3, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Verse 6, For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. I love this because it gives us the prescription, really, for victory in life. To be strong, to be confident, and uh, to be um, representatives, good representatives of our Father in this life. And so we are blessed when we choose not to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. The Amplified says, not uh, following their advice and their plans or their purposes. You know, a lot of times I think we would say, well, I'm godly. But then we sometimes lean to our own understanding and we are influenced by the plans and purposes of the world around us. And as we spoke of last night, we're not to be conformed to this world. We're to be transformed by the entire renewal of our mind. We are in this world, but we're not to be products of its culture, right? We are to change the culture around us because of the life and the nature of God within us makes people go, who are you? You're a little bit different, a lot different, but they should notice that we're different and they should, they should desire what we have because what they call blessing is not blessing. It comes with great heartache, but the blessing of the Lord that comes from walking with God brings real joy, brings promise, amen, of a life filled with blessing. It brings peace. You can buy things and in the moment you go it makes you feel good for about how long to get home maybe but it doesn't bring you real joy and fulfillment the only thing that brings us joy and fulfillment is following the father and following his counsel following his plans and so i think sometimes <clears throat> The reason people are not willing to fully let go of their own will and receive the will of the Father is a lack of a very elementary revelation that we find in the Word of God. And that revelation comes from John 3.16. John 3.16, For God so loved for God 
so loved. Loved the world. Loved you. For God so loved you and me. And all the generations before us and all the generations that are to come. The godly and the ungodly. He loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. The revelation in that is not just that the love of God brought us into everlasting life. It's that love that he had for us in our inception is the same love with which we walk with him and talk with him and he walks with us in our life. Amen? It's the love of God that draws men unto repentance. It was his love that drew you and I. And people many times are not willing to give up their will because they just don't know or see how much God loves them. Because if they knew that God loved them, they would never doubt a word he said. They would never question a word he said. They would just go, yes, Lord. When you know someone has your best interest in mind, you'll do anything for them. It's when you're not quite sure. Your trust level as human beings is determined by our knowledge of a person's character. And so when we know and are convinced of the character of God and how much he loves us, it's a lot, we're much more willing to say Yes. I mean, we should just say yes, right? But I believe that this is something that keeps a lot of people, they're kind of in the door, they need to come all the way into the sanctuary, but for some reason they're still hanging out on the sofa in the lobby, right? They, they've just come in to the kingdom, they might even made it down the hallway to the restroom, but they need to come all the way into the holy of holies And live and dwell here. Right? And to do that, there has to be a full willingness and obedience for us uh, to walk whatever path he asks us to walk. Because in that path, he has purposes and plans for you and I we have no idea of. And when we know that he loves us, we can say yes. I think about when I went to um, Bible school. I was telling some of the young girls last night, my guidance counselor at high school was trying to help me make a decision about what I needed to do with my life. And so I said, well, I'd like, I want to help people. So maybe I want to be a nurse or something. I don't know. I kept changing it from week to week. And every week it would be something different. And I would kind of, I didn't know that the Holy Spirit was training me to hear his voice at the time, but he was. Because I would say, I want to be a speech pathologist. I love like, you know, languages and helping people. That, that'd be great. And then I was like, a week later, mm, no, I don't think that's it. Next week I wanted to be a nurse, you know, because nurses are needed everywhere. You'll always be able to make money. I mean, that's reason, you know, good reasoning, right? And I could help people. I would have been a horrible nurse. <laughs> if you're a nurse... God bless you. We thank God for you and the grace that's on you. Um, 
I would have been probably ripping people up out of their beds and resurrecting the dead or something. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, And so then finally, uh, she said, well, here's the deal, Regina, because I said, well, I'd like to do that, or I'd also like to go to Bible school. She said, well, whatever you do, do not go to Bible school first. She said, because if you do, you'll never make it to university. You'll never get a degree. And I don't want to see you to have, I don't want to see you go through life like that. So, um, what did I do? I went to Bible school first. And, you know, she was right. I'm not sure if she was discerning by the spirit or just, you know, her natural reasoning. She was right. But do you know what? It was the will of God. Thank God I didn't listen to that guidance counselor. I might not be standing here with you all today. Because I went to Bible school. When I went to Bible school, then my path, I was in position to go through the doors God had ordained for me to go through. Walking, not in the counsel of the ungodly. Some would look at her and say, well, she's not ungodly. She's a very nice woman. Had my best interest in mind. But that counsel... Because it was contrary to the will of God for my life was considered ungodly. And see, she didn't have a revelation of the love of God. She didn't understand that if I would do the will of God, my needs would be better than supplied. Because success in life is not determined by the things that she would consider it's it's determined by our obedience right so whatever path he leads you on then you obey him and he's going to bless you but for me that was not the highest path walking not in the counsel of the ungodly walking not in his pathways not being influenced by the world not being influenced by Oh, I feel like I'm about to get in some, some stuff. Uh, not being influenced even in situations. I'm just like, I'm going to put my hand out here so if I get in trouble, you can <laughs> smack me. Family. I know a girl, she was skilled in basketball. And her family wanted her to go to university. And she had the goods she was really good. And her parent, her, her grandparents, her family were spirit-filled believers. And they pushed and pushed and pushed her to go a certain route. And thank God she had a prayer life and had some spiritual aptitude because she had to stand up to her family. She said, it's one of the hardest things I ever did was stand up and say, no, I'm supposed to go in this situation to Bible school. That was the right path for her. For her. So we have to walk in the counsel of the Father. The counsel of the Holy Spirit. And he's living on the inside of you and I. And the love of the Father, he is never going to lead us into something that's going to take us backwards. It's always going to take us forward. It's always going to take us higher. 
Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Their thoughts and plans for good and not for evil to give you a hope and a future. So if he's given you a clue into the step of his plan, wherever you're at, you can trust, you can know that whatever's on the other side of that step is going to be good. It's going to be good. Now that doesn't mean there's not going to be work. Like we talked about this morning, just because it's good in God doesn't mean there's work and in, not involved or that there might not even be trial involved. Because as we follow him, he's going to be perfecting us and growing us up. And guess what? Growth requires work. Putting the flesh under. It's not always easy. Oh, but it's worth it. Growth is worth it. Amen. And so it goes on to say, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, does he meditate day and night? If you want to have a stellar relationship with your father, your heavenly father, to where you know what he's saying, you know where he wants you to go, when he wants you to go there, and be where he wants you to be, we have to delight ourselves in the word of the Lord. We have to make his word our delight. And accept the instruction that comes to us through the word of God. Whether that be through our pastor and our leaders and the people that he has put in our lives to to help oversee us on the pathway. Um, People don't know this. Um, When I... I I talk a lot about Rhema here and Brother Hagin because you guys, there's so much history here. Uh, So it kind of gives me the freedom to say more than I would usually say about those times. But um, when I went to Bible school and the Lord opened a door for me to travel with Brother Hagen, do you know it wasn't because of me? Because I was anything great? I needed to be there. It rescued me. Thank God I didn't go to college. That one decision put me in position to get what I needed to keep me on the path. I'm telling you, I would have been married at 19 and probably divorced. You say, wow, that's horrible. No, I I believe it. I'm just saying. Because I would have married the wrong guy. And one of us might be underground. So I don't know, I might even be in jail, you know? Just kidding. No, I said earlier, I said if I did that, I'd get caught because I'm a horrible liar. So I'd never even attempt it. So the Lord put me there, and you know what he gave me? He gave me a spiritual dad. He gave me someone to help me. I need a lot of help. Sometimes when we're obeying God, we don't even have a clue. We're so young, we don't even know what's happening around us. 
took me a, a, I knew, but I didn't fully know. I heard people call Brother Hagen dad. I didn't know why. I just thought they really loved and respected him. And then years later, I went, oh, he was a dad. He looked out for me. He prayed for me. And do you know he wasn't the only one? There were others surrounding me who were spiritually more mature than I, who were praying for me. Thank God they had mercy on me. I'm sure, you know, there were things they wanted to say to me at different times, but they just loved me and prayed for me and correct I was corrected. A father loves if he corrects you it's because he loves you. The word tells us But I needed help to stay on that path. And so he gave me spiritual, a spiritual dad. Just a, a few years ago, you know, this is recently, Brother Hagin's been gone for a while. I was having a conversation with the Lord. And the Lord said to me, he said, Regina, I gave you spiritual fathers and mothers. And I was like, because I, I had a couple days before I told somebody, I was like, I had a dad. And he's in heaven. Brother Hagen. He's my spiritual dad. I'm not looking for another spiritual dad. And the truth is, you know, he is my spiritual father. For real. But then the Lord said to me, he said, Regina, I want you to look at this. He said, I did send you Brother Hagen. And I sent you Sister Aretha. But look at all these other people. And I don't know why he deals with me this way. But it was like a movie reel. And I saw Mama Hagen, Dad Hagen. And then all these other people, and I was like, you're right. You sent them to help me on my pathway. You sent them to help keep me on my path. As I was following you, doing the best I knew how to do, guess what? There were some insufficiencies. I needed help. And you know, it's not wrong to say I need help or that I needed help. Because if we don't recognize we need help, guess what? We're going to do it on our own, and then we're going to be in a mess of trouble, and then you got to even have some special help, special ed. <laughs> yep, more help. But if we will, will look at and appreciate the gifts that he's put in our life and acknowledge their place, they're not God. Brother Hagen wasn't God to me. <laughs> he was a spiritual father. He wasn't God. What he put in me helped me. But when he went to heaven, I can't. My spiritual life now isn't dependent on him. I'm not riding on his faith. I have my own walk with the Lord. But what that spiritual uh, leader did for my life, and we could line it out in the word, but I feel like we're just... I'm sharing with you today, more from my heart, is it helped to form me into the woman that God wanted me to be. It helped uh, put me on the right course, in the right direction. And since his home going, that was 2003, do you know how much the world has changed? How much the church world has changed? 
And I find myself in different settings around different groups. I'm a traveling minister. I go in to a lot of different places. And you know, everybody isn't as well taught as Impact Family Church. And the way that you're taught and trained and, and the way you love and honor the Holy Spirit and his word. Uh, there are some places like this, but then I encounter a lot of other things. And I find myself sometimes quietly, but on the inside, standing up and going, no, I won't go that way. I won't look that way. That's not it. It's not for me. I'm not going that direction. Why? Because my course was set in the right direction at an at a early age in my spiritual walk. And now it doesn't matter what comes along the pike, what type of, of error or spiritual trend. I'm not going to get caught up on it and make a big deal out of it. But I, my eyes are set right here. I'm called to my generation. I'm called to preach the gospel of the word of God, the faith and the Holy Ghost. And I'm not going to move. I'm not going to back down. I'm set. But did I get there on my own? No. (laughs) I got there, yes, because my choice to obey God. But it's because of those spiritual leaders. And I don't know why we're saying this today. But the spiritual leaders that God has placed in our lives, they help keep us on course. Amen? By the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. Aren't you thankful? And the Lord did that for us in his love. (laughs) It's because of his love that he did that for us. Amen. Uh, First John chapter three, verse one, it says this, behold, what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knows us not because it did not know him. The Amplified says, see what an incredible quality of love the Father has given us that we should be permitted to be named, called, and counted the children of God. It's a family. We're children of God in this family. And so we are. The reason the world does not know and recognize us is that it does not know him. We are here and now God's children. It is not yet disclosed what we shall be, but we know that when he comes and is manifested, we shall resemble him and be like him, for we shall see him just as he really is. Verse 3, and everyone who has this hope resting on him cleanses and purifies himself just as he is pure, chaste, undefiled, and guiltless. Because of his love for us and because we know it's coming, we stay on the path. We stay on the path that he has charted for us. And verse 3, it says, and he shall be like a tree. I like this in the Amplified. Firmly planted. Firmly planted and tended by the streams of water. The previous verse is talking about the word of the Lord 
Our delight is in the word of the Lord, but I believe this third verse we could liken unto the Holy Spirit. Because we're planted by the streams of water. In order to grow, you have to have a flow of water. I mean, just as living human beings, my goodness. You can only live so long without water. Your body requires water. We're made up of water. But a tree itself, it needs that sustenance to give it strength, to bear fruit. We need the flow of the Holy Spirit flowing in our life. And it says, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither. And everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. I'm going to read that again. He is ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. His leaf also shall not fade or wither. And everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. This is a promise for you and I. We are blessed if we walk in the counsel of the Lord. We make the law of the Lord our delight. We stay planted in his house, planted where the rivers are flowing. We keep the rivers of our own spirit flowing in our life. You know, there's some things pastors can't do for you, right? They can get the Holy Spirit moving in here, but when you're driving on your way to that job that you're not too excited about, they're not there to pump your well for you, right? We have to keep the the rivers of the Holy Spirit flowing in our own heart, flowing in our own life. And as we do that, we have a promise here that our leaves are not going to fade or wither. That means whatever season of life that I'm in, I can expect if I continue to abide vitally united to him, that my life is going to prosper, that I'm going to have fruit to remain in my life. My fruit's not going to fade or wither and everything I do is going to prosper and come to full maturity. Amen. I confess this over my life. This is part of my daily confession. That I am like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. I am bringing forth my fruit in my season. My leaf will not fade or wither. Everything I do will prosper and come to maturity. And there's times where I say that and I think, well, it doesn't look like it right now. Doesn't matter. It's happening because God said it would happen. If I would believe it and not just hear it as we're doing right now and saying amen. But if I'll take that as mine and saying that's mine, I want that. I want that. It's in, it's, it's in the word of God. Uh, you can hear it all day long. Hello. Earth to sound booth. Here we are. You can hear the word all day long, but until you say, I take that as my own and I'm going to apply it and say it and believe it for my own life and exercise it. That's when I'm going to have the word of God. That's what I'm going to have the fulfillment of the blessing that is meant for those who choose to walk with God. But it doesn't fall on us like ripe fruit off a tree. They just, bloop, there it is. Oh, there's the fruit. Isn't that amazing? You drive into this church, you think, whoop, did it just appear? No. 
This church is a result of many years of faithfulness, faithful obedience to obey, to preach the word, to love people, amen, to reach the community. Many, 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 we couldn't even probably begin to scratch the surface on what this place required to come to be what it is today. Every day choosing and saying yes to the Lord. Everything you do is meant to prosper. Everything I do is meant to prosper. Because that's how good God is. There are no uh, ugly stepchilds in the kingdom of God. There are no black sheep in this family. Do people still say that? My husband has an uncle who always said he was the black sheep. And my, my husband's personality is a little bit like him. So my, his uncle will sometimes go, yeah, we're the, we're the black sheep. Well, my husband is like full of faith. And he's like, no, I ain't no black sheep. Now, you can claim that if you want to. But, but basically, you guys know what that means, right? Everybody has the same favor. We have the same opportunity. It's whosoever will come drink from the waters of life. It's whoever is hungry who's going to get filled. It's whoever acts who's going to receive. It's whoever whoever believes and dares to to say with their mouth what the word of God says who's going to see it come to pass. You know, I've been I've been training this for years like you guys. And I was uh, in in a situation needing to make some decisions and struggling to make the right choice. I know have y'all any of y'all ever been there? Yeah. Struggling to find direction, the answer. And one day um I had just this wonderful revelation. It was just legendary. And you know what that revelation was? It came to me in words that sounded like my spiritual father. And it's it's this. Find scriptures that promise you the thing you're believing for. (laughs) Write them down. (laughs) Then begin to say them. Wow. Why was I not doing that over that situation? So, you know, being the smart girl that I am, I decided to do it. So I found three scriptures that talked about revelation, like knowing what to do, having the wisdom of God, being fully established in the will of God. And so every morning when I would get up to go to do my tasks before I would even enter my day's work, I would read those scriptures because I was dreading the tasks because I knew something needed to change. I didn't quite know what it was. So I would just, I would say that because I'm a Lord, either I got to change or something's got to change. So if it's me, I'm, I'm reading these scriptures so that your light can dawn on my spirit, right? So I can bring my soul into alignment with what your will is for, for this place, this time, this season. And so I begin to say those scriptures every day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I would read them out loud. To myself, and I would say, Thank you, Lord, that I have the wisdom of God. I know what to do. I'm making full proof of my ministry. I'm fully established in the will of God. Say it out loud. You know, I think it took about, I think it was a week. I think it took about a week of that. Might have been in the second week. But you know what? (laughs) 
wisdom, it, it came up in my heart. And I knew what to do. And of course, then I started telling everybody, you know what I did last week? Can you believe I wasn't doing that? No, seriously. It's like that. It's like, can you believe that I didn't even think about that? That I toiled for how long before I actually did what I was taught to do? And, and all the while, walking in this murkiness, a lack of clarity, vacillating, double-minded. But as soon as I applied the word of God and did it, we referred, referred last night uh, to James where he talked about uh, you deceive yourself when you're not a doer of the word of God. What am I sharing with you? This is doing the word of God. It eliminates confusion. It brings clarity. It brings confidence. It brings boldness. It brings a greater knowledge of the love of God. It brings a greater awareness of the presence of God when we do these things and then we start to see fruit. You begin to see the fruit. Things that, that, that you've desired to see, that you, you long to see come to pass in your life that was beyond your ability to produce where you see the Lord begins to Bring the fruit. You're bearing it, but, but it's like his blessing on your life is what causes it to bud. It's what causes it to, to develop and be uh, the fullness of the blessing. Amen? Aren't you glad that we can do these things? That we can live this way? Amen? In this, the times that we're living in, it's so important that we know how to do this. To know how to live this way. And so um, I have like some other things to go into. But I want to just kind of land here. In Romans the 8th chapter. Verse 32. Actually start in verse 31. It says, what then shall we say to all this? Talking about the love of the Father toward you and I. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not withhold or spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things? This is the nature of our father. If he gave you his son, (laughs) if his son bled and died and suffered for you and I, and if he would go through the trouble of raising him up from the dead, right? Defeating death, hell and the grave. If he would, if he would go through all that, what will he not do for you? So why are you and I still holding on to our will? Right? Right? If he will do that, what would he not do for you? He loves you. It reminds me of that story we heard this morning about the woman who had that that big pile of the offenses that she, the Lord, had had, uh, forgiven her of. And there was the one little one with this other person 
that she was having to forgive them for. But there was this great multitude of what God had already done for her. Man, when you look at what God has already done for you, you just want to go, yes, Lord, what next? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? You want me to vacuum the floors at the church? You want me to pick up trash? You want me to scrub the uh, grout with a toothbrush? I don't know that they have y'all do that around here. But if they did, (laughs) what do you want me to do, Lord? I'll do anything. I'll do anything. When you look at what he's done for you, how can you not want to say yes? Amen. And so on our life's journey, whether we're 15 or 16 years old or 95, guess what? We're still saying yes to God. We're still in this earth for a purpose. You don't lose your purpose when you turn 60. You don't lose your purpose when you turn 70. You don't lose your purpose when you turn 80. You don't lose your purpose when you turn 90. If you're in the earth, you still have a purpose. You still have people to influence and affect and feed with awesome brownies. (laughs) Whatever. Say, well, I don't have the strength I used to have. But you have something. You have something to give. You have prayers to pray. You have things to say. Amen. You have people to influence and to love with the same love that the Father loved you with. And you get to pour that out onto another generation. Aren't you thankful for the love of God? He is faithful who promised. Amen. And he's going to do it and he's going to turn everything in our favor as we continue saying yes to him. Amen. Amen. And you know, the cool thing about the pathways that we walk with the father, they get better and better. They get better and better. My husband and I were on a a trip, a missions trip, and we had a day where we were able to go uh, just a little sightseeing. And so we went to see it was a park. They said, oh, yeah, it's the park on the hill. Um. It was in southern France. Nice place to be on a, a ministry trip. Um, they said, yeah, just it's, it's the park. It's down the hill. So we go down to the park, and we start walking up this pathway. And at first, it really didn't look like much of anything. So we're walking, walking, walking. Let me tell you, this was a long path. We're walking through the park. You know, there's trees and uh, beautiful flowers and beautiful sculptures and art and different things to to observe but we got to a point where there was a beautiful lookout this view was amazing and we were just in awe well we were I didn't realize it we weren't at the top yet So we kept walking and walking and this pathway went higher and higher and higher and higher and then there was another lookout another view. It was even more beautiful than the first view. And then we kept going and it was like this thing repeated itself over and over and over again. And it got better and better and better. And your feet are just like hurting. You're done, but you just, you can't help. You want to see more, right? And you know what? In the kingdom of God and in the pathway he has for you and I, the things he's prearranged and made ready for us to live, the further you walk with him, guess what? It's going to get better and better and better and better. You're going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. 
Amen. Even when the Bible says, says you're old and gray, you're going to increase with strength. Amen. And with each decade, you're going to have more strength and more glory and more help and more assistance to do the will of God in the earth. Praise God. Amen. How many of you are excited to do the will of God? To walk in the path that he's ordained for you to walk in. To have fruit in your life that brings glory to the Father. Amen. It's so good. It's so good. I'm so thankful for that. Praise the Lord. Well, he's good. He's good. I never thought I would be here. I thought I'd be on the front row. (laughs) Amen. And my husband. But God had other plans. And so I just want to encourage you, um, whoever you are, and especially you young ones, you have an idea You have ideas about your life, but submit them to the father. Let him tell you what it is. It may be, uh, it may be a different university. It may be a different occupation. You know, it may be staying home for a little longer. Um, but it, it may not be the exact way that you thought you would go, but guess what? There's going to come a day where you're going to go, Oh, I'm so glad I followed you. I am so glad I believed you. I'm so glad I trusted you. That I trusted that you loved me enough. Uh, I'm going to tell myself for a minute. You know how many times I almost got married? You don't want to know. No, I'm just kidding. That makes sound horrible. I was engaged to the wrong guy. Good guy, godly guy, not my guy. You get engaged and you think, well, now I got to marry him. because Everybody knows we're engaged, right? When's the date? When's the date? I don't know. When's the date? I still don't know. There's a problem with that. So I I could have, in that situation, gotten into pride and said, well, I got to do it now. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You, You have one responsibility in life, and that is to follow this and to follow the voice of your good shepherd. Now, it's better not to get to the point where you have to backtrack. But maybe, uh, for me, I I wasn't making the right choice, so I needed help. But I didn't have so much pride that I couldn't step back and go, I was wrong, and I looked stupid. I looked so dumb. Guess what? I'd rather look dumb in the moment and then receive the promise. Amen? Than to continue walking in disobedience and to have my will and my reputation intact and have a lesser plan. God had a greater plan for my life. Amen. So whatever you think he's planned for you, guess what? It's greater. And if you'll listen to him and follow him, you'll see it. You'll see it come to pass. So we follow his word. We follow his voice. And I think that was the last thing I had to say. So follow him. Say yes. I love you all. And uh, I think that's it. Praise the Lord. Thanks for having me. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.